Hello and welcome to the podcast of the Lotus Eaters for a day in the week. I am joined by Stelios Hello. and Dan. It's Tuesday. It is indeed. Not. Anyway, so today we're going to be talking about the fact that everyone is getting deportations, except us. Yes. In the West. Mm. Oh, no, some in the West are getting it, just, just not us. How do you define the West, I suppose? I usually, to be honest, it's kind of the Anglosphere. So I think of the West, but that's, that's yeah, just yeah, so Anglo-centric. Point, yes. Yeah, good point. Are you used to, like, parts of Europe, yeah? Yeah. I don't know. What do you think, Stelios? <laughs> I, I would say it involves more. It's also European in ways that you wouldn't consider necessarily Anglo. But yeah, right. It's, so so is, is Greece part of the West? Yes. It right. Be, hasn't it? It's kind of the origin of the West. Yeah. It's like an outpost. I mean, there, yeah, yeah I, I, I suppose Greece has a fairly good claim to be part of the West. <laughs> I think so, yeah. <laughs> we should also be talking about the fact that why does this combination keep happening in adverts? Mm. I'm sure people will be dying to guess. Which combination that is? The audience won't know. They won't be able to figure it out until we get there. We keep keep them in suspense. Yeah, I'm. I also feel the suspense. I can't. Yes. Think of the combo you're talking about. But now that we've got them for an hour, that's. Uh, we'll also be talking about the fact that what is wrong with people, which yeah, the question <laughs> in general. Yes. Just, yeah, just having a bad morning. People. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. I was trying to find something to to make a segment of that isn't you know the thing that everyone is talking about. Yeah. Yeah. The one that. Yeah. Uh, won't go away. Speaking of that thing, I suppose we shall begin with yes. the, the current thing. Which uh, Anyway, although it is good news. Good news indeed. Everyone is getting deportations. It's a beautiful time of year. It's a Christmas miracle. Much of the, the Christian world is sitting down to find what's got beneath the tree. Right. And it's, uh, it's our plane ticket the hell out of here. <laughs> oh, superb. This also includes places outside of Europe, which we'll get to later, but we shall begin. With... Always, always warms your heart when you go on Twitter and you see that a new country has decided to start doing deportations. Had enough. And we'll start off with this new series. You can see that Nordic countries are cooperating more on returning migrants to countries of origin, is the title from Reuters, which I'm sure they're very proud to uh, publish. They say in here, the Swedish government is looking towards Danish immigration policies as the country battles with gang violence caused by an irresponsible immigration policy and a failed integration, said the Prime Minister. Yes. Well, okay, good, good. Finland had also seen a rise in anti-immigration policies, as their newly formed government in June said it had agreed to cut refugee quotas and make it more difficult for foreigners to obtain citizenship. Hmm. Good job. Ministers for Sweden, Denmark, uh, Finland, and Norway, and Iceland have also agreed to strengthen cooperation amongst themselves to... Uh, return migrants from respective Nordic countries to their country of origin, so you won't be able to go between them anymore. And they're saying here they've got some achievements, so I'm not just bringing you, hey, some people are thinking maybe we've mucked up. They've, they've got the numbers. They say here they helped return last year 25,000 people, of which 40% returned voluntarily, according to Frontex. And the interesting thing about that is it's 40% voluntarily. Yeah. For the UK, that figure is way higher, yeah. because we're like we have some kind of disease where we literally can't enforce the law we well yeah we, we only do it voluntary but things I, I think you can achieve a lot through voluntary if it was a conscious effort i mean you could make certain changes to the, the legality of halal meat and welfare and you could get those numbers well up you could indeed I, I, there is another way of doing it though yes which has obviously come about in the last week because of course you can see here this was published a week ago at the, the end of october there but there's some more stuff going on, of course. The, the current thing, the thing that won't go away. Here's, here's Germany over the weekend. Um, a lot of Taliban enjoyers and uh, Al-Qaeda fans decided to turn up with the flags of Al-Qaeda and the Taliban in uh, Hesse, 
Yeah, I mean, no, nothing has materially changed, but for whatever reason, in the last couple of weeks, people have suddenly decided it's a problem. Amazing, that, isn't it? Yes. And not only this, the point is that they are making several statements. But the, the point is that just like there is a difference between law and law enforcement, there's also a difference in me, with making statements and actually acting according to them. Yes. So it remains yes. to be seen whether these statements are going to be acted upon. Yes. Now, the Nordic countries getting the S together has been pretty good. Started with Denmark. Um, some good comedians did some good work there. And then when we get to Germany, this is how we're looking at right now. This is in Hesse in Germany, in which, of course, you have uh, Al-Qaeda fans. Essen, you said. Hesse. I think that's how you say it. H-E-S-S-E. And so the situation here is particularly interesting because um, I didn't include it. German Antifa, probably you would imagine the worst variant of Antifa. Communist obsessed weirdos. Antifa is basically Hitler's brown shirts in the modern era. So the German version of that well, you'd expect to be... Yeah, I mean, you don't usually have to compare them to Hitler because they've got their own gig going on just as yes. bad, to be honest. Yes. But you would expect them to endlessly be beating up Pegida or the AFD, etc. And they have done. They've been completely awful. The people who warned them about all of this yeah. would come home to roost. Um, they, for some reason, have now sided with Israel. And I really should have included the link, but there's uh, some pictures of German Antifa going out and celebrating that they've drawn over pro-Palestinian propaganda. Yes. In I would PT not have expected that. And this is a very unique German situation because, of course, protecting the German people is not the German government or German people's primary objective. Not, not for a few decades now, no. It's... No, it's Israel. No, they, yeah. So, <laughs> of course, this circumstance, and then the response yeah. being a lot of the German population, well, not being very keen on Well, Jews. I mean, you, you had that situation in Australia, didn't you, where you got a whole bunch of the Hamas supporters standing outside the Sydney Opera House chanting gas the Jews over and over again. Yeah. Um, that, you, the, the Germans particularly might find that a bad look, so I can understand why they're sort of keen to clamp down on this. They're a bit sensitive. So, yeah. uh, as you can see here, the German Chancellor, saying that we must finally deport on a large scale those who have no right to stay in Germany. In some states, initial rulings and deportation cases come after four months, whilst in others, it takes 39 months. This is unacceptable. We will have to deport more people and them faster. Um, let me ask you, what does he mean by right? Because a lot of the times there are people who are abusing this kind of rhetoric and they're saying, well, you cannot guard your borders because it's violating human rights. But now he's, he's basically appealing on the notion of rights in order to, to deport, start deporting. Yeah. Of course, but because and, we're dealing with Germans, that question I think is quite easily answered, which is, do you like Jews? Because if not, and you have a foreign background, the Germans are really, really sensitive. Okay. I mean, yeah, they, they, they can't really go there, can they? I mean, here's a video from the climate office of the but, German government. Well, I mean, they are the Green Party, so basically the whole thing is a climate office. But well, it's it, it, just kind of weird that the, the climate office would yeah. issue a statement. And as you can see, this is in German, uh, Hebrew, and Arabic there. And uh, I'm just going to play a bit. It's in foreign, so very sorry to people listening. But war nie eine Lehrformel, und er darf auch keine werden. Er sagt, dass die Sicherheit Israels für uns als Staat notwendig ist. Dieses besondere Verhältnis zu Israel rührt aus unserer historischen Verantwortung. So I'll, I'll mute it there because it's German. But what's on screen is the minister talking here yeah. about how Israel's security is Germany's security because of the historical founding of the new German state on, well, the aftermath of the Holocaust. Well, Germany's basically doing what, what a lot of people in the US are doing, which is adopting an Israel first policy. Yes, but the Germans doing it, yeah. of course, 
has a whole other kind of force behind it. Yes. Than just um, boomerism. Yes. And so when he goes on to speak in here, where he's talking about the fact that he's, he's spoken, spoken to local Jews and uh, they don't feel safe, their, their schools aren't safe, they have to keep their kids home, uh, they have to carry weapons to keep safe when they're walking around the town. Yeah. And um, the obvious solution to the Germans there is we must remove the anti Semites. But the anti Semites are all foreigners, my friends. That they, so now what? So, so this is funny because mainstream German opinion was maximum immigration. I mean, they went large on immigration. And then there's the AFD saying, hang on, we think this is a bad idea. And in the space of two weeks, mainstream German opinion has just leapt over the AFD to be like, yeah, deportations now. The anti Semites have got to go. Yes. We cannot go. There's anything we are more ashamed of is the war. So, so, so do you think they actually mean it? Do you think they're actually going to do it? The fact that even German Antifa have ended up in <laughs> the AFD position. Yeah. Because Antifa in every other country has just been like nuke Israel, haven't they? Yeah, basically. Yeah. I mean, in the, in the UK, that's what they've been like. The sure. point also, though is where? If they are going to say we are going to start deportations, where will that be? Oh, right. Will it be Poland, for instance? Ah, that's a, yes, a, an yes, interesting question. So the, the line currently is back to their countries of origin, which, of course, is what we want. It's where these people belong. It's where these people keep saying that they love and cherish and would fight to the death for, and yet live in Germany. Curious that. Mm. So it would be the right thing to do. And yes. uh, I'm interested to see where it goes, because it is a bit annoying say the least, that this is the thing that has changed the world. I mean, this yes. is not just one minister. We'll go on to, I suppose, look at a, a big list here. I mean, I, I love is, this. Is meeting. that a currently serving minister? Or? <laughs> <laughs> no, this is an interpretation. <laughs> the, uni the uniform's back as well. A local minister who's like, you know, 12,000 German girls are assaulted in a single day on a public street. Oh, yeah, everyone is welcome. No human is illegal. When the Israel lobby feels threatened. Well, chaps, we have a new plan. It's, yeah. a, it's a plan we've got together at Vansi here. But they're not the uh, only people talking. And there's a reason for this meme, which is this post here. Germany's Chancellor Olaf Scholz saying we must deport on a grand scale. The CDU saying that Berlin neighborhoods are not being adequately German and has been demanding new immigrants uh, to declare their allegiance to Israel. Okay. A left-wing German politician saying there shouldn't be any neighborhoods in where natives are a minority. That's, that's a massive change. You may have noticed in a freaking two-week span. You've got the, the Freedom Democratic Party here saying they are finally making progress on repatriation agreements to take them to non-EU countries. So you know, your concerns are valid, and that's where they should go, which is back out of the EU. And then you even have the Green Party over here saying they must uh, avoid more and more people arriving. But let, let me just say one thing, because if you use the notion of a right in order to justify this, that's basically the validation of all people who are saying that there are people within the country who don't have a right to be here. And this is yeah. not something that he, he was doing before. You, you, you've got to admire the Germans. I, I guess. For, for the way that whatever direction they're traveling in, they always take it to its logical conclusion almost <laughs> immediately. Indecisiveness I mean, I, is a bad thing. Yeah, I did a segment about a year ago basically saying that um, with all this AI coming out, we should, we should make Germany the first country that's run entirely by AI because you won't be able to notice difference because no. both AI and Germans instantly take everything to the logical <laughs> conclusion. It's like a phalanx, just all these spears marching in one direction. <laughs> yes. Or something has gone wrong. Much invite. <laughs> time is always against people. Let's not waste time. Take things to the logical conclusion. Yes. Yeah. 
in a day. Yeah. I know you got these various comments here. I guess you know this post blew up massively because it is, as you say, amazing how quickly German society decided to uh, flip a coin. Well, I should say the elites. German society has been at this point for for a while. And yeah. um, for any other German listeners, I, I thank God for the good work everyone has done to try and make this situation. But apparently, this two weeks is what it took. And um, well, good news, I guess. Good for India. Sorry, good for Germany. Yeah. Should we check in on India? Should we, should we go outside of Europe and check on the rest of the world? Because all the Nordics, all the German world has... Uh, I honestly have on no idea case. how India is responding to this, but okay. Well, let's take a look. So here we have Pakistan, which is next to India, of course. Yes. And they're deporting 1.7 million Afghans. Right. In a month. Okay. That's not rookie numbers. 1.7 million yes. in a month. There is some context. Um, for some reason, no one's been able to solve this question yet, but for some reason, importing that many Afghans um, led to a spattering of Afghan terrorist attacks. Yes. And the Pakistani government, after a series of them, decided, huh, we're not Britain, so we'll just deport them all. So they're sending them all back to the Islamic Emirate, as you can see here, after the Taliban government have now been put in place. So, so there is a guy I know who keeps making the point that the problem in the West is not all of the things that we ever talk about, it's simply a lack of political will. Yeah, because I mean, might be onto something. We've had series of uh, terror attacks in the West. Mostly France had the worst one, yeah. and their response was not to deport 1.7 million people, but probably should have been. Uh. It's also something you can do like that if you just have the will. Oh, God bless Pakistan for telling us. I suppose this segment is so based that the screen is glitching out behind you repeatedly. <laughs> just it can't handle. This. Are there any protests against Pakistan now in European cities? I hadn't noticed them. Yeah. I hear Why? Yes. Why? And I, I think that uh, the person you refer to, I don't know who he or she is incidentally, I think that they may be onto something because a lot of yes. the issues we are dealing are practical. And when we don't think we're pra they are practical and yes. they require... Uh, you know, will we start trying to invent fables and narratives about what went wrong? Whereas it's just yeah, you know, excuse after excuse. Well, that, that's all we because because the model in Britain is basically we change the Home Secretary every eighteen months, and the new Home Secretary comes in with a plan to limit immigration, and then basically gets unwound over eighteen months, and then you then you change the Home Secretary. I mean, this is what we always do. Legislature just gets rid of the leader if they just doing something. But you can yeah. see here, this is what we should be aiming for. Not oh, let's try and up it to twenty five thousand. No, one point seven million. That's that's the baseline. That can be done and should be done with people who are illegally in your country. Yeah. And Pakistan shows the way. One thing I did find funny, and the reason I um, mentioned India preemptively, is because let's go to a local Indian who watched this and went, Pakistan is expelling one point seven million refugees and bulldozed the migrant shelters. Why can't India deport the illegal Rohingyas and Bangladeshis? I just love whatever country you go on earth. Everyone has the same problem these days. Just a load of illegal immigrants invading. Why isn't the government doing anything? You can. Pakistan shows you can. They're not the only ones in the course in the world. And, and all over the world, they've just decided, us. actually, we can do something and we are going to do something and we've done it. Bye. Bye-bye. As you can see there. Um, do you want to know what the UK is doing in response to this news? The, the Pakistan is deporting illegals? Subsidizing housing for them all, I don't know. Uh, yes. We're going to go pick them up. The UK is to charter flights for Afghan refugees stuck in Pakistan. Great news. Great news, boys. Um, this is apparently for people who helped us during the war. I thought they'd already come here. There are tens of thousands of them. So we, 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 which war? 
But does it matter? It's obviously not true. Well, yes, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>, fair <laughs> so, point. <laughs> and um, yeah, th- this this just reminds me of um, a local story I read the other day, as you can see here. Swell Braveman fails in bid to deport a rapist who is a danger to the community. This, uh, this news broke mm. uh, a couple of days ago, as you can see there. And the uh, circumstances here is that an Afghan man, unnamed for legal reasons, he deserves privacy, I suppose, he arrived in the UK illegally in 2006, and in 2017, he was convicted of raping a woman, for, for raping her. He was sentenced to five years in prison, and uh, now we've decided that he served his time. Um, he's illegal. Uh, but we won't send him back because, um, wow, he might get sent to the Taliban. You know what the Taliban will do? Rape him? Well, probably not. Right. But I don't know. Who cares? Yes. He's a rapist? Yes. They're not high on my list of people to, uh, to to keep an eye out for. Oh, you can't send me back to Afghanistan. The Taliban have taken over. It, you might be killing me. I, I mean, yes. you're a rapist, mate. I, I do believe in the death penalty, so I was extrajudicial. It's just like, well, okay. I mean, it, it, it's worse than that. I mean, we, we should know that in this country, in the UK, the police's highest priority, highest intelligence priority is to look for people who advocate for deportation. And I'm very excited about these past two weeks because that seems to have been shattered a little bit. Well, officially, it now includes the government are now in favor of deport. I mean, they said it. Mm. They, they, they never followed up on it. But, but they're they... not the ones really in charge, are they? Yeah. yeah. In this country. It's a weird place, this place. But there's um, something else going on, of course, this weekend. All those people turning up. But the police have now also decided they're not in charge. They've put out a groveling uh, ask for people not to protest. We ask the organizers to consider postponing any demonstrations in London this armistice weekend. Please, please, pretty please, don't, don't do it. That's the police. That's the level of power they have now. Just to remind you, they are the ones in charge of approving or denying the right to protest in this country. That's how it works. And their response is not to enforce their own rule. I mean, I just love people just rinsing them. Right? So I, I went to a lot of the lockdown protests. They they didn't they they never said please to us. Basically, they just waited until it thinned out enough, and then they attacked us with batons. Yeah, could do the Pakistan thing either, because of course, like we're talking about people who are literally breaking the terrorism act. So the uh, Telegraph has discovered that half of the groups organising the march, the ones that the police are asking pretty please not to do this, have links to Hamas, which is a crime. It's it's a breach of the terrorism act, which can get you up to ten years in prison if enforced. Yes, if it's not enforced, such as I don't know, right now. Yes, uh, doesn't matter. Mm. Doesn't matter. I just, I just can't get over. Like everyone else is getting deportations, we have a golden opportunity for it. We have the people, their names, their crimes listed, and the response is, "But what about their human rights?" Or well, what if I don't care? And or let's send a pl- charter plane to pick up everyone else's that they're that they're chucking out. Yeah, of course. Why, why not? I, I hear about three million Afghans. Or interpreters for the British Army, <laughs> something like that. I must presume right. at this point. So I think we literally have forty thousand of them already. Right. So how many interpreters do we have? So I mean, what's the definition of inter- interpreter? Is it, is it like somebody going up to a market stall and saying how much is that, and then some guy walking past like shouting out the English? Boy, Bob, mate. Yeah. <laughs> but I wanted to win this off because I was I was writing all this, and um, Bo chapped up and told me a story because of course uh, we have Pakistan over there just enforcing the law. Well, much of the rest, well, the rest of the world doesn't do what we do, rightfully so. But then there are some countries that take it to another level. 
And uh, there was this story from Saudi Arabia. Uh, a while back, they fired on us like rain, said one migrant talking about the Saudis opening fire on them. Uh, there is so, so, so these are Ethiopians trying to get into Saudi. Yeah. And Saudi was like, nope. There's a quote from a local Ethiopian who said, we will migrate in the shade in response. But anyway, they say in here that uh, this is Human Rights Watch. They're arguing that uh, Saudi forces apparently opened fire on them or would shoot them when they tried to break in illegally. Now, it's hard to trust because it is Human Rights Watch. Leftist yes. organization, they lie regularly on this stuff. Yeah. But there is some more details in here where they say that apparently what happens is the smugglers ask for their fees. And if you don't pay enough, they just take you to the place where you're going to get shot. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so To be fair, that's some good sales technique. <laughs> <laughs> you never take your business cap off, do you? No. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so that's the Saudis. And obviously, you can see Human Rights Watch or various people be like, you know, disgusting. How could they enforce their borders with firearms? I don't know how else you expect to enforce a border, to be frank. Yeah. You don't have a border if you don't use force. Well, it, it all stems from this Israel thing, because, I mean, I, I remember hearing somebody describe the Israeli Gaza border, and they basically say, look, it's got a wire fence, and it's got an exclusion zone, and if you walk into it, you get snipered. Um, and then they've got guard towers on the other side. And I'm listening to this thing. Republicans are sat there like, so how do we build this? Yes. <laughs> Well, that's how you end up with a border. But why, why can't we just have the, the Royal Navy going around and doing, you know, Saudi-ish things? Because they've got big guns on those ships. Well, they could. Um, no, but we have a different policy for Saudis. And you can agree or disagree with the Saudi policy of uh, using them. Yeah. Obviously, that's a matter of policy debate. But yeah. we go to the UK in which we have a different way of doing the things. Because I just wanted to compare and contrast the Manchester Arena bomber and the, the details in here yeah. still just yeah, confuse me. That guy who killed all of those people, in, including you know, little girls and all the horrific. So there's this little nugget from the inquiry where they say that his uh, mother here was receiving tax credits and child and benefit housing. Uh, sorry, housing benefit. £550 a week. So that's 2.2 grand a month she was getting. Even though she had left the country in October 2016, she was still getting that money from the taxpayer. We, she was getting our money. We paid for her to be housed, even though she. Wait, 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 wait. Slow, slow down here. She was getting two grand a month in benefits. Yes. Well, it's not. And even for the last country. at least year and a bit of that, she wasn't even living in this country. She'd cleared off. No. So of course, um, well, the local boy of hers got the uh, money from right, the tape of course, cash yes. withdrawals, and um, the inquiry found that he used his mother's bank account to buy the tools and equipment to make the bomb. Analysis of her document showed that weekly tax credits and child benefit, uh, child benefit payments continued until the 19th of May, the jury was told, three days before the attack. A monthly housing benefit was paid uh, four days later. So even after he'd blown so, up. Sorry, let, let's be clear here. So the bomb that killed all of those native Brits yes. was paid for by us by British taxes. We gave the money to a Libyan illegal who then gave it to her son who then used it to buy bomb parts to bomb us. Can we, can we just scroll up a bit to, you know... It... The last payment was made days after the bombing. So after he blew up, we, we were still giving money for the family. So all, I mean, I'm going to assume, I mean, not all, some, of, some of them are too young to pay taxes, but a decent number of people on that list paid taxes for their own bomb that killed them. They also found out that Salman Abedi, uh, who dropped out of a business management degree at the University of Salford, again, he came here illegally with this illegal family, uh, he received a student loan payment of £1,000 four days uh, before the bombing, and a further £2,000 at the end of the month. So it wasn't just that one-off payment to the mother, we paid him. 
precisely. And they literally use the money to bomb us. I can't really think of a better example of how buggered the uh, country is. Because the detail at the end here is that the Halifax student account card that he got paid on was in the foyer of the arena after the attack. I don't think if there is anything more poetic to describe the difference between the, the West and the East than the enforcement of your border with deadly force in the case of the Saudis, let's say that's one extreme. And then you have the extreme of the UK, which even looks mad compared to Germany now, in which we literally fund people who then bomb us. There we are. I'm, I'm struggling to say anything because... Well, what is there to say, really? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, deportations are at least in season for some people. I'm, I'm very glad to bring that good news, which is um, if you're Nordic or German or Pakistani, um, the law apparently is going to be enforced. So enjoy some rule of law. Unless you're British. Yeah, no. No, oh dear. And right. A little bit of the doom and gloom, didn't it? Well, let's, let's turn our, our, our mind to a cheerier note. Um, let's talk about um, advertising because... You know, personally, I don't watch TV. I, I haven't for a long time. But every so often, I will um, I will catch a bit of TV going on somewhere, and I couldn't help but notice something about the ads. And I always thought it was a bit strange that maybe I was just catching the ads at a weird time. But I've spoken to people who do watch TV, and uh, they they assured me that the trend I noticed is a bit of a thing. And I've I've actually got some data around this. So first of all, um, you know, what's the sort of thing that I was I was seeing that was making me think this is interesting. Uh, we start with this. Um, with it, this is this is basically a typical Western advert at this point. Let's play this one. Hello, ladies. Look at your man. Now back to me. Now back at your man. Now back to me. Sadly, he isn't me. But if he stopped using ladies' scented body wash and switched to Old Spice, he could smell like he's me. Look down. Back up. Where are you? You're on a boat with the man. Your man could smell like. What's in your hand? Back at me. I have it. It's an oyster with two tickets to that thing you love. Look again. The tickets are now diamonds. Anything is possible yeah. when your man smells like Old Spice and not a lady. I'm on a horse. All right, there we go. All right, so, so we can stop that now. So, um, are we taking new sponsorships now? <laughs> no, no, that's... <laughs> now, now f first thing to say, I actually quite like his energy. If I was to ever do an advert, I think I would want that script. Yeah. So I, I quite like it, but... It, it, there's a there's a certain sort of uh, representation going on. There's a certain cuckish theme to it, right? And so basically, I'd, I'd see adverts like that, and I think, do people go for that? But then I discovered that actually, basically, it, th that model is just like all of them these days. Uh, let, let, let's go to the next one to give give an example. I never thought of it that way, but you have got a point. She's she's sorry. This this man is speaking to your wife. Yes, and he's saying, hey, you yeah. could have me sort of if you buy this product. Yes. So then, and when she's having sex with you and smells the old spice, she's thinking of him. Yes. And that also, and also tries to establish the habit of uh, listening to that man when he says back when people give yes. orders and uh, immediately follow them. Yes. It sort of tries to to create the habit of <laughs> listening to. Yeah, he's, he's just, he's I always quite like the old spice adverts. Establishing, <laughs> a, establishing a, a social hierarchy. Let's play the next one. I always just thought it was funny, but now I'm never going to see that in the same light. Yeah. Uh, all right. Kiss cams on the prowl again. Here's a lovely couple. White couple. And. Oh, no. Oh, no. Look at that. There we go. Did someone say KFC? Right. Here we go. Bin that. Bin that. Bin that. So, this, this sort of theme. It, it... <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to help us sell burgers. You just had KFC. <laughs> yes. <didn't> you? Sorry. <laughs> 
What does that have to do with your, KFC? Your, your woman has just been cucked, but you get to have a KFC. Hang on, yeah, it's him. It's him as well. Yes. It's the guy who was just cucked now hanging out with his dad eating a burger. Well. What was the and, message there? And, and, and the other guy gets to eat his... Um, uh, I won't say it, but... Um, so anyway, so, um, I, 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 found, I found some... Oh, hang on. This I'm, is a family-friendly show. Yes. Let me do bust. the tabby button. So anyway, so I found this, this thread on Twitter, which you can look up in the reading links and you can go into if you want. But it, it had some interesting um, um, sort of evidence around it. So basically what they did is there was a study done that looked at the ethnic makeup in the adverts and then compared it to the actual ethnic makeup of the country. Right. So, so let's start with Britain. Um, in adverts, only forty-one percent of people are white. Okay. Uh, sorry, how much? Forty-one percent. So let's 41. let's say forty percent of people in in TV adverts in England are white. The actual makeup of the UK is eighty-two percent white. So we're sort of getting half represented. Now, I I think I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that um, white men make up a very small proportion of that. Probably, probably less than half. And most of them are soy. Yes. Yeah. There is one aspect of these kind of analysis, which is obviously correct, but it's a geographical problem like Twitter, etc. Where are all the advertising agencies making their adverts? Yeah. Doing I, it in London. I, I don't know if... Mm, maybe that's... Uh, in, the case, in London, is, it, is, is London down to 40% white? I mean, it might be. No, but there's there's that direction. There's two directions, isn't there? So you've yes. not only got the 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 demographic weirdness of the capital cities in which you'll be making these adverts. Yes, you've then got the ideological obsession aspects of if a person lives in a capital city in the West, oh. they become that kind of person. Oh, yeah, I I am coming to that. I I'm I'm definitely coming to that. So um, let's give you an example of of a white advert. Now I'll, I'll just pray this one up because it, it won't be obvious if you're listening. But basically, the deal in this advert is old white guy is going to get cremated so that Jamal can have his house and his daughters. Now, you're going to think that this is a parody when I start playing it. I swear to God it isn't. Sorry, look at the picture behind. Now, you, 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 watch, you watch this advert and the glowing look of contentment he has knowing that he's about to be replaced in his own home. Play. I've chosen a pure cremation plan because they take care of the essentials and then my family can celebrate my is. life in a way that reflects <laughs> me. They can say they're good. Right, anyway, right, my yeah, favourite seaside spot. The rest of it is the same as that. Um, so yeah, that, that is a typical British advert. and You, you can see why, well, so, as somebody who hasn't on. watched TV for a long time... Well, the only one who watches TV now are old people. So I, the only time yeah. I see TV is when I go and hang out with my parents yes. at their house, and they turn it on. Yeah. And even they complain now that every advert is charity or funeral stuff. Yes. Because the TV people know the only people watching are people uh, getting close enough. Yes. <laughs> but I, I mean, this, he was so happy, wasn't he? I'm getting cremated and Jamal is getting my house. <laughs> right, anyway. So on to, on to France. Um, the ethnic makeup of France is um, 85% European. Okay. So, so what do you think? They're, 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 Sorry, there are other ways to interpret it. What? Just, just I'm so happy I'm not going to... Look at my daughter anymore or something. <laughs> yes, I'm finally getting out of here. They're taking me yeah. down this afternoon to be cremated and I won't have yes. to live in this bullshit yeah, I, anymore. I won't He's be, not even dead yet. I won't be a corpse that can be resurrected and washed. <laughs> right, anyway, France. France is 85% European. Their adverts are um, only 45% white. So, so they're actually less bad than we are. I, I don't have a French advert, but, um, uh, but you get the thing. Right, less, Ger- less possessed. 
Yeah, even even though they've gone they've gone really large on this stuff for whatever reason, you know. I mean, they're they're, they're still massively. Um, I don't know about the French. I mean, when we did um, what was it? Yeah, there was a ranking of uh, which country had the most racist population, and of course, the Anglosphere was the least. And then just there was this glowing red country, and it was France, of just <laughs> <laughs> not agreeing to the questions that were given. Yeah, but that's by that's by European standards. I mean, there are. I mean, India was glowing red, proper. Yes, but yes. Just saying. Well, as somebody who's somebody who's travelled around the world, I can tell you the most racist person that you'll ever find in in a Western country is just like tepid compared to a normal person on the street in the rest of the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally right. Yeah. They love Hitler in Afghanistan. Well, yes, yeah, yeah. It, it's 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 like everything that we are told from birth not to be. They're just like there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. G- German adverts. Um, Germany is fifty. 53% oh no no they're adverts oh well, blimey they're still this in Germany there's still a, a, mono, a majority in their own adverts there's still 53% white people in their adverts well there's a difference between white and German isn't there yes they might have a lot of Sweden there, I don't know just well I'm, I'm, I'm doing it I'm doing it as just sort of very broad racial categories to keep okay. it to keep to keep it super simple so well, this is like, this guy's data as well yeah and I started to think to myself okay why why is it like this? And, and, and the interesting thing is, it's not just diversity, is it? It's a specific combination. It's always a black man and a white woman. It's the most common. Yes. Oh, massively. Massively, massively, massively. That's because that's what you see in real life, right? No, what I see in my real life, well, I, I live in Winchester, so what I see in my real life is like 60-year-old dudes with a 40-year-old Thai girl. Yeah. That, that's, the, that's the interracial That's the actual guys. reality. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. otherwise you get people just within their own racial groups. Uh, that's the data. Yeah. Because I've seen this data before. Yeah. You know, you've got some of it there. I don't know if we're going to get into it, but here's the, the dating data. Yes. Well, yeah, well, this is what I wanted to come to. So this is, this is an article in um, you know, some, some business magazine. That's the from... uncomfortable racial preferences revealed on, by online dating. So, so the thing I was coming at this is because look, we know that advertising is overwhelmingly directed towards white women. Because white women in Western countries have by far the spending power. The spending power, yeah. Because white men, they don't tend to do a lot of shopping. Um, so, so white women drive the purchasing decisions across basically all categories, including like men's cologne and men's underwear and all, all that kind of stuff. It's, it's all driven essentially by white women. So you might think, okay, well, if, if the advertising agencies are relentlessly pushing you know, black men and, and white women as, uh, as a standard, maybe that's tapping into what women actually want. But here's his, um, his, um, dating data um, pulled from a, a number of dating sites to see what women actually respond to. Uh, let's say that this is 10 years ago, November 20th, 2013. Yes, that's, that's fair. But I mean, there, there are other data sets that sort of yeah. back this up as well. So, so when you, when you um, do surveys, so um, stated preference, it goes well up, but when it yeah, comes yeah, to revealed course. preferences, such as the dating data, and also you can look at the marriage data as well. I, 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 did, I didn't put that in there. Well, okay, Cupid and I think Tinder as well did their own yeah. uh, analysis of this, and it's exactly the same as the one right. you're showing me now. Okay, so, so I mean, what, what, we, what we're showing on here is um, women responding to men. So, so basically, white women's preference um, Latinos, is, is, women is and white Asian. men. Um, but it's not just whites, it's Latinos and Asians there. Yeah, in fact, yeah. So, so ask women who they want, and Asian, Latino, and white women all say white men. Okay, um, and then let's go. And down. black women want black men. 
Oh, hang on. Let me just push the. Uh, yeah. So, and and then the here's the lowest response rate. So here's flip round. What what do what do women avoid? Um, and Asian, Latino, and white women avoid black men. That's their that's their lowest response rate. There is something here. I found more because your your point is so true. This one, right? It's like men responding overwhelmingly like Asians. Oh yeah, except Asians who like Latinos apparently, according to this data set. Yeah, but I am trying to think now. I don't think I've seen a single advert ever with that very common example that you're talking about, yes. which is an older English guy with a Thai bride. Yes, but but that if if you're following the data, that's what you'd put in. I'm going to actively hunt for that now. I'm going to go and watch TV yes. for like two hours or something. For you, it's all I can stomach. Yes. So, um, so I thought I thought that was interesting. It's, it's like so. It, so, it's, so you can't even you can't even justify it on on a base data level. Um, but then I thought, okay, well, let, let's let's follow this this the, the, these trends a bit more and have a look at um, Russia and China, shall we? So, right, the ethnic makeup of Russia is eighty one percent white and nineteen percent non white. Do you want to take a guess at the at the adverts. level of diversity in the adverts? It's, I've been there. There's no. <laughs> it is one hundred percent Russian. <laughs> yeah, just, I mean, you may have in state propaganda. You'll you'll find people from like Tanatuva or something, right? And yeah, you know, from Siberia. Yes, that's about it. Yes, maybe a Chechen. What? I mean, so, so so Russia has gone the opposite way. One hundred percent Russian, and and we can do the same game with China. Actually, so China. Is ninety one percent Han Chinese and nine percent other. Do you want to guess the percentage of Han Chinese in Chinese adverts? Has it got a one and then two zero? One hundred percent. So, for, for whatever reason, Western advert companies have hit upon genius level sales technique that the Russians and the Chinese are yet to learn. Because obviously these Western media companies, they must be doing it because they, they think it drives sales or something. I mean, that must be it. Yeah. So surely you think that, that, that Russia and China would, would jump on this trend, but not. In fact, I'm, in fact what I will show you they is... They kind of go in the other direction. Yeah. They kind of go in the kind of racist direction, usually. Yes. To sell yes. their products. Yes, there, 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 was, there was a touch there. Um, I, I, that actually, what I've just told you, is it's not strictly true because I was able to find one Chinese advert that looked... Like it followed the, the the Western model, which is you know a Chinese girl and a, and and a black man. So so let's watch this, shall we? The so Chinese woman doing the laundry. Black, black man comes out of the bedroom. She beckons him over. Stuffs a detergent pod in his mouth and then rams him into the washing machine. The lid down, sits on it, puts it on the spin cycle, cuts a product, and a hand Chinese man comes out of the washing machine. Ah, China. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> be um, with respect to what you said before, I think that to a very large extent, this shows the impact of ideology in people who make key decisions especially when it comes to marketing. And all this reveals is what these people think is a female fantasy. That, that's what I think. Yeah. It's... There is one it's other version theory. of this, just because oh, yeah. following Winston and other people in China, um, they've mentioned it happens a lot. 
uh, white people on black people in China kind of used as props in the advertising industry. Obviously, they are in the West too. But the, the white version of that is that if you want to sell a new load of houses that you've just built, yes. you have the investors come around and you pay white people to walk around like they're interested in buying the houses too to convince the local <laughs> Chinese, look, yeah. the, the, the guy selling the houses is like, look, yeah, white people live here, probably. So these guys, they get paid a day wage to just walk around in a suit and be white and just, just, just chat, be visible. That is remarkable. The Chinese advertising world is, um, it's, it's a serious thing. That is interesting. <laughs> I, I, I could comment further, but I, I, I had to carefully consider my comments before coming into this segment, and, and I haven't carefully considered that one, so I, I, I might move on uh, briskly to... Uh, right, so, so this, this trend that I've noticed, which, which is always one specific combination, because I asked that, quit, that question on Twitter. I said, okay, this is interesting data, but, but why is it like this? And I got a whole bunch of answers from people saying, well, um, obviously there's a bit of a cult of diversity going on at the moment. And people said to me things like, well, if you're sat in a meeting um, where they're discussing an advert, who's going to say no to diversity? And it's going to come up and therefore it's, and therefore you're always going to end up going down the diverse route. And I thought about that for a second and I thought, um, no, no, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not quite convinced by that explanation. Can we, can we zoom in on this data? So, so what I basically did is I whipped up a quick spreadsheet of showing you what what you, you yeah, there you go yeah so so this this is um, all the possible interracial couples that you could have okay um, so normal, I've got normal day in the office yes so I, yes so, so I've, I've, I've got I've got white northern European that's you and me okay white southern European so that's black Stelios <laughs> um, what what the Americans would call Latinos are you a Latino Stelios no right it's a good question what the hell does Latino even mean. Well, that isn't it from Latin America. But does that include Spain? Why not? I mean, it, I think culturally speaking, there have to be continuities and influences, yes. but I don't know if it does. Well, that, that, that's why I went with white Northern European and white Southern European, because I, 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 the, but the Americans listening will get confused by that. So, let, we, so you're going to have to be a Hispanic for the, for the purposes of this, of this segment. Anyway, right. So um, you can have... Um, Black, obviously, that's that's a, that's a racial group. Uh, South Asian, so basically like Indians and stuff like that, and then East Asians, which is like you know the, the Chinese and so on. Now, and now actually, like those distinctions, I think those basically are the key racial groups because racial um, groups in in oh, humans is, is basically what we would call in any other species subspecies. And there is a, there is a there is a measurable test to determine the difference between them. So like if and the, and the test is zoologists basically get a hundred photos of each animal. And if you can sort and mix them up, and if you can sort them back into the groups with a greater than 90% accuracy, it's classified as a subspecies. So if I were to give you a pile of uh, mixed up photographs of panda bears, polar bears, brown bears, and black bears, you'd be able to sort them out. And I'm reasonably confident that you could sort those groups out with a greater than 90% accuracy. I'm not sure I could tell the difference. Well, I might be able to tell the difference between an Irish and a Scandinavian, but I'm not sure a Japanese person could. I'm not sure I could tell the difference between a Japanese person and a Cambodian, for example. So that's why I think really? those not not greater than ninety percent. All right, but the AI can. Do you remember we covered a segment? Yes, yes. AI. Yes. Well, they can do it from skeletons, can't they? Yeah, they don't even need to see any facial features or anything. Um, there yeah. is an AI that can they determine just need your to see race. Crime sheet or no? No, no, no. It no. determines your race by literally your bone structure. Oh, okay. Which apparently the scientists who built the AI can't even figure out how it's done. It. Yes. So but, they just stop research. So, but but basically, so I'm, I've got very broad racial categories, and I've got all of the diverse. Um, couple, so you could have a white Northern European 
with a with a with a black woman, a Southeast Asian woman, or an East Asian woman. So basically, what I get to is like you've got twenty five combinations there. All right, and there's a lot of diverse. And the only one that you ever see in adverts is that one. So, well, flip a coin. Yeah, but if you if if you flipped a, a twenty, well, you got you got a flip a D twenty. Yeah, if you if you, you only got the number three, yeah, the Dungeons and Dragons. If you if you roll a D twenty, it's basically coming up on on number three every single time. And it's not just that all these have the same probability of co-occurrence. It's not every yes. combination is as likely yes. as every other. Yes, yeah. I, I, in, in Britain, for example, I assume that actually. Um, that one is probably the most common interracial couple. Well, you know, mixing mixing South Asians with with um, you know, plenty of time you see like a, a, a white couple and a, and a you know Indian or something like that. You see that all the time. You mean that one then? The man. Yes. Yes. Well, that that well that one certainly near me. Yes. All right. That's yeah. your neighbourhood. Yes. Yes. Uh, Win- Winchester. Yeah. So anyway, so 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 I'm confused by this. Why is it? That you end up with that that, that Pacific combination, um, and and why is it adopting such a? Because it, it's it's not just that combination. They they've also started to relentlessly push towards a sort of cuckish element. Can we go to the next one and start at one sixteen? There we go. But this is a He's watching. Tablet. Wow. If you can't accept our lifestyle, maybe you should leave. Are you serious? Yeah. Whatever. Just so you know, what you guys are doing is wrong. Wrong, wrong, wrong. Honey, let's go. I don't know. It sounds kind of fun. So the girl in the middle is with Maybe him. Maybe we should watch something And now he's together. just going to get cut. Sure. I'd try. Let's do it. Yeah, all right. Been that. That's from Netflix. Yes. Well, I mean, Netflix is <laughs> notoriously one of the worst platforms. Well, for, yeah, for, yeah, but, but for to propaganda. Be, to, be, to be fair, I didn't. It, it wasn't like I had a shortage of adverts yeah, yeah. that I could have picked from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I wasn't implying yes. anything. It's just I saw Netflix and I thought, okay, yeah. I do there are the, other combos that come to mind. Yes, I do love the idea that you're. Uh, I mean, you're right to mention, obviously, that it's a certain type of setup every time. Yes. But if there was a mix of setups, at least the cockholdery propaganda would be less offensive. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, but it, yes. Yes, quite. Um, let, let, let's go to the next one. This, this is one that you, you can't play along with this one, Callum, because you actually pointed this one out to me. Um, but um, I'm, I'm going to pause this just before we get to the end and see if you can, you can figure out what's being advertised. Let- Okay, so the woman is giving birth in a Swedish hospital. Uh, white husband is now looking at a half-black baby, and he's grinning broadly. He's very happy about this, and the wife's boyfriend bursts in, sees the half-black baby, and um, yeah, and and the husband is and now. It turns out the husband and the boyfriend are a gay couple. Well, <laughs> well, either that or he's just getting pally with the wife's boyfriend. Maybe yeah, it doesn't right. So, um, what, what do you think this is advertising? Um, is it for, <laughs> for men, for, for, for white men who can't uh, give birth to children? Is it a website that matches 
Yeah, people... surrogate, surrogate pregnancy. I've, I've never worked in the advertising industry, but I, I always assumed that the advert kind of had to sell something. And <laughs> well, let's go ahead. Here we are. So, so does it sell the there baby? We go. Oh, no. It's it's selling you it's selling you fruit juice. <laughs> <laughs> There's an obvious connection there, don't you get it? It's well, it's, it's, it's not massively obvious to me. If you like orange juice, get cocked by a black guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, you two can have um, you know baby photos of you, your wife, and your wife's boyfriend, who's black. Why is there so much cockhole propaganda <laughs> in the the advertising industry? Yes, well, I mean, at least at least it's only the man that's getting cuckled at the moment. I mean, if this trend continues, where are the cock queens? Yeah, well, if, if this trend continues before long, all adverts are basically going to be South African home invasion videos where the entire family gets it. <laughs> and then you're McDonald's. Yes, it's, it's basically going to be some home invasion in South Africa for like 30 seconds of everyone screaming and crying. And then it's going to be at the end, I'm loving it. <laughs> so anyway, um, uh, where this leads me to, so this, this is sort of relentless agenda. I, mean, it, it, I saw this on, on, on Twitter the other day, and um, it, it's unpopular opinion. It's basically this uh, this woman writing from an American campus, as they call it, an American university. She, and she's basically saying, look, unpopular opinion, white male students are the only ones having a hard time with recruiting. I'm second year at Cornell Johnson. It's honestly ridiculous how much the university employers care about this dye stuff, diversity, equity, inclusion. Almost all of my non-white classmates have amazing job offers lined up, while my white male classmates are struggling to even get an interview, no matter how qualified they are. I don't know how we got to this point, but I expect better than a top university. So, yeah, I mean, is, is it? I mean, is it just that it's just diversity, equity, inclusion on its own runaway trajectory, and nobody can rein it in at this point? Is is that what's going on? I mean, at these advertising agencies, almost certainly. Yeah. Because how does that sell McDonald's, the South African home invasion? But they would sign off on it. Yes, they would. Yeah. But you can see, you can see what white men are going to. I mean, so in this particular example, you can see what the white men are going to have to do. They're going to have to put a frock on, aren't they? They're going to have to put a wig on and a dress because you don't want to spend three years at university or five years or whatever and then not be able to get a job at the end of it, not even be able to get an interview. Right. But if you put, if you, if you, if you, you got typewriters, <laughs> <laughs> Thailand trending in England. If you, um, <laughs> if, if you transit up a bit. White men are going to have to go trans in order to get jobs, which could be funny. I mean, we do a segment on it when, when we when we get to that point. Anyway, right. I will now end on. I need to now plug my Brokenomics um, video for the NHS, which is coming out later today. And using everything I've learnt about sales technique, I'm now going to sell you this video. So, ladies, if you buy this Brokenomics video or you sign up on our membership members site on lotuseaters.com I will come around your house and diddle you while your husband watches <laughs> by my video promises made promises kept at Lotus yes. <laughs> so that might seem a bit strange but um, basically that is that is how you sell stuff these days turns up yes so um, I'm, I'm now curious to see what I'm not in tomorrow because obviously you know working more than two days a week is a bit well you've got women to visit well yes yeah, but but it, I, I expect to get a phone call in the morning to say that this video was our highest selling video ever. 
I think you should do an ad like the one you just showed us from yeah. Sweden. And then instead of orange, <laughs> you show brokenomics. <laughs> Somehow, I suspect it might not resonate with the audience. I'm sort of expecting <laughs> to get a phone call tomorrow and saying only one person purchased your video. Or well, we appreciate your service, but it's no longer required. <laughs> <laughs> no, only one, purchase, one person purchased your video. And I say, all right, who's that then? And, oh, well, let's read off the credit card detail. HRH... Um, Prince Harry of Windsor. <laughs> anyway, better stop there before I uh, get myself cancelled. Let's move on. Okay, so basically, I've been asking myself lately, what is wrong with people? Uh, that's a f- fair question, to be honest. The, the, yeah, of course. You know, it's it's a kind of question that you know you, you can talk about endlessly, but yes. we only have a short segment. So you know, I think we could capsulize it in a question, like. Is it intelligence, character, or both? Let's approach it this way. What would you say, Dan? No, option A is just intelligence. Option B is... I don't think you can separate them because you... Character and yeah. option C is both. I mean, you can be thick and have good character, but if your society is guided by smart people with good character, it makes it easy for even the thickos to have a good character. Yes. So what, what, what would you say? Is it both? So it's option C. Yeah, yeah, but le- leaning on leaning on character. So what was it to no intelligence and character? Yeah, I I, I would lean towards character. Okay, and Callum, what do you say? Character causes intelligence. So I'd just say character because that's the root cause. I mean, when you say that that there are some people who are you, you could say they're they're not the sharpest tool in the shed, but they have a good character, and other people who are really uh, smart and clever, but not necessarily, but they're not necessarily good. And the people running society, I think there are very, very few smart people. Okay. And those that are, when you do find them, yeah. I mean, you've got Tony Blair and then you've got, I don't know, like Dominic Cummings. Yeah. They've both got yeah. bad characters, but I, I don't think Dominic Cummings would destroy this place. Okay. So basically, I, I think I agree with uh, Dan's answer. Yeah. I think it's both, but I would say that it's not 50 50%. Mm. I think it's more of a character issue. Right. And I think that to a very large extent, it is the character of uh, people in Western societies that is completely, has been completely led astray. It's not okay. so much yeah. that people are less intelligent. It's that the, there's a kind of habituation of people that makes them, in a sense, you could say a bit more um, adverse to working. Mm. Let me put it uh, diplomatically this way. Anyway, let's watch this uh, tweet by Konstantin Kissin. This is something that inspired me a bit to ask, answer the, to ask this question. He says, if you want to understand how crazy the world has got, I, as a former comedian, uh, have made a career of saying things everyone knows to be true and people act like I'm some sort of brave genius. No, it's just the world got dumb and people got cowardly. So I want to say that there's a... I was talking to Pete and he told me that about a Mexican wave that uh, not many people are needed to create a Mexican wave. So it's just a few people who are doing something and others just follow. Well, if you go to a stadium, there's always like one bloke who's like doing it right from the start just, and eventually he gets it going, yeah. Yeah, so there, there is in a sense a, a kind of a group effect. If you look at other people doing something, yeah. you think it's sort of okay to do it. If you don't see others, a lot of people are afraid to speak up. So I would say that this is more... Of a, of a character issue. It's not, I think, the, the world has got uh, dumb. It's more of a, a cowardice issue because, for instance, a lot of the time, the problems we're talking about have simple 
um, answers to them, like two plus two equals four. And you have a lot of people who are afraid to say it. So anyway, I want to say that um, I think I've started thinking of the impact that ideological thinking has on people. And I don't take ideology in a pejorative sense only. There are some senses of the word that are not pejorative. It's basically a system of ideas that we use in order to interpret the world. Mm -hmm. So you could say that to, a, to, a, to an extent, all of us think somehow ideologically because we don't have we don't have the time to constantly check all the facts and there is a kind of you know um resting on some generalizations some biases that we have they're not always wrong but yes. sometimes they're biased so i want to show how some biases create you could say that they create a conflict of conscience to some people mm. and i want to Talk a bit about Aaron Bastani's latest tweets. Right. Who is someone who, I mean, I disagree with a lot of what he says. He's in Novara Media, but I think that occasionally he has some tweets. He, he's on a journey, I think he is. He's, well, I'll, I'll let you get into it, but I, I think he's yes. a man on a journey. Yeah, but yeah. I think that basically he, he has a crisis of conscience, I want to say. Mm -hmm. And it's an, it's an interesting thing where you could say that facts clash with some generalizations and it's interesting to show and see now let's see he says um no that's not the one yeah growing up it felt like society was full of old men who regardless of politics exemplified stoicism and temperance i certainly remember them at school old boys who had done national service and believed in dispassionate calm genuinely feels like a lost civilization now so he doesn't have the triumphant sentiment that a lot of people on the left have where they say, no, we are going to push this agenda. There's nothing that is going to stop this agenda because it's the right side of history and whoever is against it gets crushed from the steam engine of history. He, it seems to me like a sort of lamentation. He doesn't seem happy. Well, well, how old is Pastani? He's about 40 or something like that? He's about roughly that sort of I, I don't know. But... Yeah. I thought it was in his 30s or something. No, oh, maybe. You think he was in his thirties, to be honest. Check. But it's just there. There is this sort of common theme with leftists that basically they grow up. Ugh, yeah, he is thirty-nine, forty. Yeah, it's as they were saying that uh, a lot of people in their youth are a yeah. bit more prone to be sentimental and I, idealistic. But after a while, there are people who are. Uh, I mean, I've slowly changing. I've, I've mind. He, he's fully completed this arc at this point. But I remember watching a talented young YouTuber by the name of Tim Paul, um, like ten years ago, when not many people knew him, and he and he was a proper lefty back then. Yeah, but you could tell that he was thinking about the world in a way where basically he was he was looking at reality. Yes, and and discussing what he saw. And so I followed the guy because I thought this guy is going to end up as a Republican. He will because he he's looking at reality. And I mean, there's a whole bunch of them. I mean, Dave Rubin's um, Anna Kasparin is kind of on that journey at the moment. And, and I see the same sort of thing going on with Aaron is he's smart enough to look at the world. And that makes it very difficult to remain a committed lefty for too long. So another question that I see here that is a bit, it, it was a bit weird. I saw this tweet and I said, stoicism and temperance. Stoicism is everything about controlling your emotions. Yes. And temperance is, again, you could say it's the dominance of reason over the other 
parts of the soul. You could say that's the Nibu, tra- which are traditional. Virtues. What kind of a le- modern leftists exemplifies these traits? I mean, if you just look at the SJWs, do you see them as being temperate and stoic? I don't. No. no. Anyway, let's move. He says, I've never seen a bigger bunch of crybabies than right-wingers on here. All the stuff about left-wingers who can't stand it if someone disagrees with them now overwhelmingly feels like projection. Have a 400,000 people demonstration on the Countryside Alliance. I don't care. Good luck to you. Now, I mean, that's, that's another thing that I just don't see how, the, how people, how this can be true because there's a very basic question. Whose speech is being restricted? Oh, <laughs> it should be overwhelmingly the rights, isn't it? Yeah, and the question of crybabies can be linked to what we said before about temperance and yes. and self-control. There are crybabies across the spectrum, but they're not equally disseminated. No. And you could say that the modern left, to a very large extent, has tried to capitalize on emotion yes. and basically destroy dialogue. Yes, unless he's just filtering them out or something. I don't, I don't know where he's coming from with this one. Yeah, I, I thought it was a weird tweet, but you you could say that the, the, the tweet some reference to. Um, if you we can see here, he was basic. I th- I think he was responding to. I can't see here. Maybe it's an original post or something. Yeah. Anyway, it's about the demonstrations in London. I guess. Okay. Yeah. The, he made several oh, tweets I see. on that. Okay. Um, now the. The issue with emotions is that, you know, everyone has them. The question is to discern when they give you good reasons for action. And when you want to have a society with plenty of discussion, you can't just say, well, if you feel something is wrong, you should basically curtail it or restrict it. Because people have really, let's say, uh, diverse sentiments. You could have the same person who has conflicts of emotion. So if you just prioritize emotion over more rational thinking, you're just going to cause chaos. Anyway, um, and he says something interesting here. He says, in society, people will disagree about things. You learn that after about six. The point is to do it politely, productively, and accept the possibility you may be wrong. That's it. And this is an answer. Yeah, this is basically a thread he was doing. This is the... I agree with him on this. People do disagree, and you do learn it fairly soon. Yes. But again, there's a question of which area of the political spectrum has tried to restrict the speech of the other side. You could say, you could say, you could you could find people in all areas of the political spectrum, individuals who have called for this. But where are most of them? And I think that if we look at the institutions and the people that make make them up and the people that are uh, in key positions and they are enforcing that the die agenda, the diversity, um, inclusivity, and equity, mm. it doesn't seem to me to be the case that what Vastani here says is true. Yes. Now You can say he's thinking about it in the right way, at least. Yes, and it's also an issue of discernment because in principle, you could say that, yes, okay, there are crybabies um, here or there. Yeah, that, that's true. The question is, though, where are more of them? 
and which area of the political spectrum has routinely tried to, in a sense, dumb things down by appeal to emotions. Yes. That is the issue because if you go, for instance, to universities, and if you listen to a lot of the mainstream media debates that are being had on, on issues, who, which side is going to routinely say that this is offensive or that this yes. is against my emotions? And they will try to use this to silence debate. The question is, what are they posing as well? This is why I said earlier, character to me is more important than intelligence because I think character leads to intelligence. It's a desire to learn more about the world yeah. Same with Tim Paul over there. Regardless of where he starts, if he wants to learn more about the world, you know what trajectory he's on. Yes. And your demand of what are they shutting down exactly? Yeah. Well, what is offensive to a leftist? FBI statistics, for example. Points, yes. reality. points of reality are offensive. Yes. This is why when it was discussed that if there can be transgenderism, why not transracialism? Yes. The response in the academic circles was it's offensive to pose the question. Exactly. Because the question is a point of reality there. Yes. And that's the thing that needs to be destroyed. Exactly. And also there is an issue with uh, people who make claims about patents. Sometimes there has to be genuine inquiry as to whether these patents are true or not. I'm not saying any person who says there is a patent in a social phenomena is true, is correct about it. But the question is that in the spirit of free inquiry, you need to be able to pose the question in the first place, as you're saying. And it becomes increasingly difficult for people to try and make anti-leftist points and try to talk about facts that are against the left-wing agenda. So, yeah, I, I, I do agree with you that there is an issue of character. It is an issue of character. Um, I don't know exactly the, the relationship between character and intelligence. That's a huge discussion. But there is an issue with character and trying to create a, you could say, a temperance and uh, mindset and self-control. And I routinely don't see this in many leftists, especially youngs, young leftists, because they instantly try to take the least, the, the, they instantly try to act according to the principle of minimum effort. And the principle of minimum effort instructs people to say, well, whenever facts clash with theory, so worse for, for reality. It's so the facts that are wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, I think that to a very large extent, that's an issue. It, it is an issue of character with the young generation mm -hmm. and with the areas of the political spectrum that have tried to capitalize on it. And you could say that this tends to lead people to ideological thinking. And uh, this is a problem because it prevents us from discerning facts and also from discussing facts, because sometimes it may not be easy to discern facts from the beginning. There may be a long road that gets you from posing a question to answering it, mm. and it's important to do it. Now, speaking of ideology, I think you should visit our website and watch the latest symposium, symposium number 43, Introducing Ideology, that I did with Charlie Downs. We got really good comments, and also with five pounds a month, you can gain access to all our premium content and watch our lovely series. Now, let's and, yeah, go. and you can also buy an individual video for 189 if you wanted to. Yeah. Great. Now, let's look at this here, at this uh, tweet here by Turning Point UK. It says, the authorities have removed the flags off the cenotaph in order to keep the peace with the Palestinian march today. If they're offended by the flag of our nation, why are they here? Now, this is the, the image. Now, the question is, where are the flags? What's the answer of 
Well, the, the, the answer that they gave is because they have to clean them, apparently. Yes, you see here the answer by Metropolitan Police, the Sunday flag, uh, that the flags are removed and cleaned ahead of the service. Now, the reason I show this is because it does show the principle of minimum effort in action. It shows what is the least, the least amount of effort you have to put in order to answer a perfectly legitimate question. Why are the flags not on the cenotaph? Well, they, they had to clean them. Now, they didn't put a lot of thinking in that. Or you could just get a second set. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm sure there are more flags that can be placed there. Yes. Yeah, just... Yeah, I mean... Oh. And just, let's see here also, uh, we have um, Just Stop Oil desecrators have smushed the glass on the Rockaby Venus in the National Gallery. Women did not get the vote by voting. They say a century ago the painting was slashed by a suffragette. Anyway, let's just interrogate that bit. What did you say? Just Women did not get the vote by voting, they said. Yeah, I mean, that's... Uh, yeah, okay. W women in this country got the vote, like, five or six years after I mean, you men did? You have to already have the right to vote in order to get something by voting. So when people get the right to vote, it's not by voting. Just, that's... Anyway, but the point is that I want to... Yeah. I think that this video shows a lot about this generation, and also about the kind of ideology they have been brought up with. And again, there's a question of which area of the political spectrum has, has routinely... It's a process of infantilization because, I mean, so this, this, is, this is the thing that, you know, Callum picked up on just a second ago, is if you're on the right path, you eventually end up in the right place, yeah. which is why leftist ideology demands that you do everything from a from an emotional perspective, because if you if you follow a practical perspective, you're always going to end up on the right eventually. Yes. But do you have an interest in reality? I mean, look at those two people there. Do they have any interest in reality? Do they have any interest in learning about the world? No. Um, that's exactly the talking point I wanted to raise. Um, you, you know, there's the old Marxist saying that uh, thinkers have only interpreted the world. The point is to change it. Now, there, there, there are many interpretations of that claim. I won't get into it here. But it seems to me that a lot of people, like uh, these two protesters here, they are basically interpreting it as you don't need to understand the problem first. All you need to do is shout about it. Yeah. And the issue here, I, I, I don't like what I said before about the young generation. It sounds too uh, as if I'm putting all the eggs in one basket. I don't think these people are the majority. They're the loud minority. There is a silent majority of, uh, of uh, the young generation that just doesn't say things. Yeah. And perhaps they should start saying so, things. But I, I don't know if it was, it was this particular tweet, but one of these, when I saw this video, I scrolled down a bit and there was a, there was a video of a young man who planted something like oh, hundreds of thousands of trees. Yeah. And he just, went, he just went around planting trees and he's got this thing and he sticks them in the ground and he goes around. So if, if you want to be an environmentalist, fine. But do something. Exactly. Don't pick up litter on the beach or something. Exactly. And there's an issue with getting things done. And this shows for me a lot about the idea of um, idealistic thinking in politics. If it's just about having the promise of a utopia and shouting to other people to bring the utopia for you. Instead of saying, I I'm going to do something about it. 
I'm going to go plant 100,000 trees, as you said. Mm. What they're doing is they're taking initiative that consists not in doing something, actually getting things done, but they're taking initiative in the sense that they're telling other people to take they're initiative. They're demanding somebody and, else go and do something. It's exactly. very, very feminine. Yes. And I, I mean, I don't know if it's, I don't know if I would use the word feminine or something, but it's, uh, what, what, uh, it, it doesn't solve issues. And that's the issue yeah. with the idea of having a very idealistic. Ma married guys will know what I'm talking about. It's, it's, it, it, it's like the amount of effort they will put into nagging you as opposed to just doing the bloody thing themselves. But I don't want to come across as sexist or anything, but... You are married. Yeah. <laughs> but, but the point is that basically th this is, I would say, a, a, the influence of a kind of narrative and ideology that is being embraced by people in the establishment. And it is, I would say, it's unpopular. I think most people are not in favor of it. They're just abiding by it. And it actually leads into forming people who can't get things done. They disrespect their traditions and they constantly want someone else to do things for them. You cannot structure a society of activists. Uh, activism is a luxury to a very large extent. You cannot have a society of activists. Yes. Well, the only other thing I'd raise about Just Stop Oil is if you ever looked at their website. I haven't had the if lack right. of pleasure. If you ever look at their website, it's full of quotes yeah. from government scientists. Yeah. They are downstream of the, of the government's own narrative. So anyway, I think that this uh, says a lot about character, that ideology is influencing uh, people's character, especially as this plays out in education and higher and not higher. But I think that to a very large extent, it is not that we have societies with dumb people. I think it's that we have societies with people who don't forge a temperate and um, disciplined character. And when you don't have a disciplined character, you can't see facts. You see what you want to see. And what uh, I, some ideologies in the pejorative sense now make you want to see. So I, would, I was just thinking of sharing my thoughts with you on this issue. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. Right, should we go to the comments? Yes. Fair enough. Let's go to the video comments. Are there any today or not? Uh, video comments? No. All right. All right, John's just checking. We'll read some until we uh, find out. Yeah, let's have a look. So, Le French Yin Yang says, Germany figuring out their own immigration policies are the problem is effing rich, considering they pushed these same policies onto everyone else in the EU. Not that they'll be able to mass deport, considering uh, mass, mass deportations are arguably considered genocide under international law. They're trying hard to avoid being seen as Nazis again. It's over Germany. I would be in agreement if it wasn't the Germans. The Germans, yeah. I think we cannot underestimate their ability to completely pivot and then charge to the end. Mm. So uh, I think the highest crime you can commit in Germany as well is saying you're in support of the Nazis or being anti-Semitic. And these people have done that. So yeah. there, there is no defense they have in German society they can, they but, can hide behind. But the Le, Le French makes, makes a sort of good point here. With, whether it's Germany or some of these other countries, they basically put themselves in an impossible position where they've espoused a set of values and they built their society away in a way which is fundamentally incompatible with their values. And now they, there is no way out of it. 
yeah, the I, moral framework that they've given them, the legal and moral framework that they've given themselves. Would it be like becoming a massively anti-Russian country and society and then mass importing Russians? Yeah. Yes, yes. yes. Did you think that was going to... Yes. Yeah, anyway, we shall go to the video comments because I believe they are now loaded. So I had some observations regarding the uh, Hamas rallies around the world. And I'm an Armenian, by the way, so I, tech, I do have some rather dim view of Israel's foreign policy personally. But that's in a separate issue. So they say they're uh, all about just being anti-Zionist, but I couldn't help but notice that a lot of their songs and signs are just about how much they want to explicitly kill Jews or struggle snuggle their women. And they never seem to get called out by any of the other rally-goers, which, I mean, the EDL had way better optics than this, and look how they were treated. Yeah, I was distracted by how good your graphics are there. It reminds me of Drudka. Yes, I, I kind of wanted to read them, actually. Yeah, I do really love his style. Like, no one in university would ever teach you about graphic design would say that this is something you should ever do. <laughs> but whenever I, I see it, it. <laughs> yeah, whenever I see it, I always start reading it. I'm like, oh, you know, that's a really good point. It's a really good graphs that make the points. <laughs> oh, you know those images? Yeah, I have seen them in my daily life. Oh, we've got another one. Uh, oh, Brian, oh, there's loads of video comments. There's, um, there's, there's six of them. Right, let's do the next one. Hello, this is just a friendly reminder that martial arts are not all about kicking, punching, or rolling around with sweaty men. Damn. People listening are watching him do some archery. So this is cool and based, but I do kind of think that those those bows with the with the stuff it, it feels a bit like cheating to me. Yeah. But I want to do it though. Local man shooting a beaver. He's shooting into a plastic beaver. beaver. Yeah. Phrasing. If you would like to uh, shoot a beaver, you can sign up a lot of No. Go <laughs> <laughs> next one. Sam. Would you ever consider doing a video talking about benevolent dictatorships? For example, what are they? Is there such a thing as a benevolent dictatorship? And are there any world leaders who have, rightly or wrongly, been characterized over the years? as benevolent dictators. Yeah, good idea. I mean, there's plenty of kings or emperors throughout history you could look at, and they did a great job, so. And there is also the, the notion has changed its meaning, yeah. and there's the famous example of the Roman Cincinnatus. Yeah. But a lot of people, just everyone across the spectrum, political well, spectrum. It, it, that, it, but that was a uh, Roman setting. It was. But was it Plato who said the best, because he, he said that there's three systems of government, which is like a single individual, a group, and the mass, and the best possible version is a benevolent kingship. Not exactly, but he, he, was the, he had the idea of the benevolent, of the philosopher king. But, yes, yeah. right. Okay. Well, let's go to uh, uh, Canadian Sparkly. Easiest way that I have found for reloading the M-block clips for my M1 Grand. I take the first four rounds, I stick them in the clip, and then Wait, you can stick I... them down to one end, hold them in Canadians place with Yeah, some of them. And then, make sure you keep the rounds even with each other. Feed in the remaining four. Last one goes in the top. And you've got one filled up. Ding. I want a gun. Yeah. I don't know why. Is there a man? Yes. The next one. 
Hey guys, so I'm at Skyline Chili in Cincinnati, Ohio. This is a hometown favorite, and it's kind of an odd food, unique to Cincinnati. See, this is Cincinnati-style chili. It is very finely ground up chili, and it's almost like a soup. And it's covered, you cover a spaghetti with it, add cheese on top, and then you pile on the hot sauce. And then this is a chili dog, a tiny little hot dog wrapped in a bun, topped with chili and cheese. I agree with what your son has done, which is to instantly take the cheese off and put it to one side. Just be like, no, I'm eating hot dogs. I, I was looking, is that cheese? It, I've never seen cheese that color before. Yeah, it probably has something in it that makes it that yellow, like the fries. I, mean, in I quite like going to the place where you have to wear a bib. I mean, that's that's always weirded me out. I've never done that in the UK ever. I've never had to wear some, an old plastic some, bib. Some rib places will do it, I, but I. But I, even I, then, I if someone gives like you a plastic bib here, I mean, you sort of look at yeah. them like they're gay. Yeah, I sort of like it. But I've always seen it in American cartoons or whatever. People wearing little bibs. I'm like, yeah. What? Why? Yeah. But no, uh, it is, I, I hate to be a grumpy little grouch because he's, he's shown us two nice things about American culture now and I've yes. been weirded out. That, the food, you know, I'd, I'd definitely try it for sure. Yeah. But I, the, the cheese meme is real. Cheese is fascinating. Right, fine, new fine, dish. Add fine, cheese. Final video, we've got Mr. Cooper. Hey, I was watching your lads hour where you're talking about uh, male role models and you left out probably one of the greatest of the last decade, Tony Stark, Iron Man. He has his hero's journey, discovers his foibles, becomes something great, gets married, has a child, saves the world, and dies a hero. And on your horror movies contemplations, you missed out a very, very good horror film. That was a fun horror film, by the way. I don't know how you... Okay, well, that violates one of the rules. It was a bit funny, though. No, but his uh, comment on the, the lad's side, he dies. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Can't be a good role model if you die in battle. You have to go old and shag your wife and have lots of kids. Sorry, have you watched Drag Me to Hell? I have not. Well, so, so Achilles doesn't count as a hero? Not a role model, no. Oh, well, a role model. Oh, right. Mm. Yeah, right. Fair enough. It'll be Agamemnon. Fair enough. I haven't seen that Drag Me to he Hell. He died as well. Did Agamemnon die? Yeah, yeah. He was murdered by his wife. Oh, uh, yeah. He's not a role model. Who, who was uh, having an affair. Very correct. Well, he was I only away. knew the section of the Troy movie. Yeah. Extent of my knowledge. Right. Okay. Let's go back to the, the written comments, shall we? Sure. Uh, so Thomas Howell says a work colleague's daughter was at Manchester Arena for that consort, uh, concert. She survived, but had extreme trauma. This uh, angers me bitterly. Yeah, we literally right. pay for the bomb. It's, it's a truth that is just <sighs> yep. really uncomfortable. Probably one of the most uncomfortable facts. I don't know if I want to read these because these might just make me bloody mad. So, well, um, well I'm, I'm, I'm skimming through them and, and they don't seem particularly happy themselves. Yeah. I'll get to Arizona Desert Rat who says, German Antifa, we support Israel. Uh, Jews in Israel like disavow, disavow, disavow. <laughs> uh, Taffy Duck says, how about we deport everyone who refuses a bacon sandwich? I include vegetarians in this and buggy. Yes. Yes. Uh, yes. And if we can just find a way to make cyclists on that list as well, then, then, then your, your life will be cured. Yes. Um, right. So for my segment, Geordie Swordsman said, yes, why interview panel? Uh, I do identify as a woman. Why? No, I should not be presenting as such. He, he would support outmoded patriarchal cis normative gender norms. Your move. Yeah. But, I mean, that is where white men are going to have to get to. If they, if they want to get any sort of job, they're going to have to, they're going to have to embrace this. All right. Alexander Dake says, why does this combination keep coming up in ads? 
because the powers that be want the destruction of relationships. Black man and white woman couples are the most likely to end in disaster. Yeah, so I found some other evidence. I didn't put it in the segment that um, something like 80% of black fathers leave their children, which seems high. I can sort of believe it, that but there was, is. it might have been a Pew study that did that. But when in, in interracial couples where it's a white woman and a black man, that leaps to 97%. What? Yeah. And again, oh, that's that, believable, actually. But it was a good source. But um, I didn't have time to like check it out fully, so I didn't put it in. But <laughs> the thing is, anecdotally, it's totally true. It does match. Yeah. Because right? when I was working in London, I did know a no- quite a number of black guys, and to a man, they all had a kid and then left. Like, a black woman and a white guy. Yeah. Well, I mean, I knew another guy who was like half black who um, he would do this thing. He would he would make black jokes. But then immediately say, "Oh, I can say that because I'm black." And um, he said to me once, "It's um, oh, when I mentioned about him being half black or something." He said, "Oh, yeah, but it's okay because my it's my um, my mum was black and my dad was white, so I grew up in a nice household or something like that." <laughs> 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 right, and and I mentioned this to the wife once, and she says, "Like, oh no, 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 that's not how it is. You're just being racist." And and I said, "Well," he said it. No, no, no. This is about, about the couples thing. Oh. And, she, and then she's like, okay, what about, what about Julian, whatever his name is? Because we, we were on NCT group and um, one of the couples there was a black man and a white woman. And she said, what about them? They're still together. And it's like, oh God, it literally is AA's tweet about every single conversation with a woman. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, but it gets better because, because basically, <laughs> right? So I, I was forced to concede, oh yeah, actually, no, there is an example there. Anyway, so these NCT group uh, mothers, they used to get together um, every couple of weeks to like have sandwiches. Guess what? Guess what? Julie dropped on the group next time they met up. <laughs> the wife didn't tell me for a month because she was so ashamed that I would be proved right again. Um, anyway, um, <laughs> she's not ashamed of the circumstance. She's ashamed she was wrong. You, uh, sorry, you remind me of a movie I watched, All Dads with Bill Burr. Right. And uh, actually, the whole movie, he was pissed off about things. He was absolutely justified with being pissed off. But towards the end, I didn't like it towards the end. He just had to change his mind because his wife uh, told him so because they were having another baby. So you're basically saying watch the film Old old Dads. Yes. But stop. It's a mixed bag. but it's Watch the first two thirds and then turn it off. Just what it just reminded me of what you said, right? Yeah, you know, it's the, it's the the, yeah. the wife that tells you not to say something, even if it's absolutely true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Um, Sophie lives says, and Sophie is a, is a lady. Um, I know why this is happening. Women know the black man has the biggest. Oh, really, Sophie? <laughs> <laughs> I thought that would be a safe comment coming from you. Right, I'm passing that on. <laughs> um. <laughs> Grant Gibson says, Dan must have missed it. There was a woman in tech conference where like a ton of dudes showed up and they registered as trans or gender fluid to get in. Ah, yes. Yes, I remember that now. That is, um, I remember that. That is basically what all blokes are going to have to do now in order to get a job in the corporate world. Oh, there's another comment from Sophie. Let's you must it. read it. Do I? All right, okay. Uh, okay, well, read it. Read it first and decide. No, don't, I'm, don't I'm, 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 I'm going to give Sophie the benefit of the doubt. I do think the reason why it's never a white man and a black woman because the optics of a black woman submitting to a white man or just being smaller or weaker than him is not to be tolerated. Yeah, there was somebody. There was somebody in the chat which normally I ignore because it's toxic as all hell. But there was somebody in the chat who made a good point, which was. Um, 
the reason it's specifically the combo of a, of a black man and a white woman is because black people won't buy a product unless the, it's being advertised to them with a black person. And um, white women want to be represented as well. And so that's, that's why you end up with that combination. Well, I don't know if that's true, but yeah. Um, what else have we got? We've got a couple of minutes left, so I will just do... Um, Benjamin Matthews says, why all this combination demoralization and predictive programming propaganda? Yes, could be that. Have we got, we got any in yours, uh, Stelios? Yeah, so Maria Manzi, character is rather more defining of a person than intelligence. Bastani is intelligent. His character is deliberate and destructive, i.e. you cannot read and support communism and then shrug off being ignorant of its consequences. Um, I want to read here from Kevin Fox. Says, Stelios, how could you say something so racist? Haven't blank academians shown to us that 2 plus 2 equals 4 is white supremacy? 2 plus 2 is an onion. Probably why certain U.S. schools now don't need a pass in maths to graduate or the ability to read the question or write an answer, all in the name of equity. Well, equity doesn't have the best uh, yeah. effects when it is being pursued. Angel Brain, uh, Stelios, it's to do with the odd way that English can flow in and out of subject predicate, even though the language is based on it. Most European tongues have a set structure of where things are placed, but English can ask itself a question or beg the question. It's very odd and it allows English speakers to create strange loops when they refute an argument whilst making it. Okay. Uh, Sophie Liv, let me first read it and decide. <laughs> Just in case it has any um, black fallacies in it. Uh do you want to read it? <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay, so Sweden has just made a historical documentary about their own history, portraying the early Vikings as black. Seriously, Sweden never disappoints. Captain Charlie the Beagle. Stelios, regarding what's wrong with people. Anytime I see stuff like this, I'm always reminded by something that a video commenter said. If the left didn't have double standards, then they would have none. It's it's rights for me, but not for thee in the name of rights for all, I would yeah. say. Yeah. yeah. Again, uh, George Hap, funny to see Just Stop Oil following in the steps of the suffragette terrorists for a slightly different cause, with the same overall goal to destroy civilization. X, Y, and Z, Tim Pool today played the Just Stop Rats. He pointed out how the guy's a soy boy, hoping that the girl will like him. <laughs> you know, you know. I must comment on this because I think that a lot of the time, um, many women who are in the progressivist area, yes. they don't like men who are with, you know, their comrades within quotation marks. Oh, no, this was well, the well-documented phenomena of left-wing women simping yeah. for, for Republican men. Yeah, that's many such cases. Yeah, that's it. All right, well, on that note, it's time to end the show. If you'd like more from us, uh, go to learnersseasons.com. If you'd like to get diddled by Dan, you can go and subscribe to Brokenomics. Yep. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Bye-bye.